Hi, this is Pinball Monkeys, and we do long-form improv comedy every month in Kuala Lumpur. But we want to bring even more funny content to even more people. So we're launching a weekly sketch comedy podcast exclusively on Patreon. Follow us for weekly half-hour episodes that sound kind of like this. Sapan untuk orang Melayu yang baru, honeymoon, yeah. Today, we will learn how to speak Malay. Kita hmm. ni ada amanah tanggungjawab sebagai zookeeper. Kurangkan kan gaji minima. Every new episode will always be available for free. However, if you support us on Patreon for as low as five ringgit a month, you get exclusive episodes, bonus content, discounts, merchandise, special shoutouts, and more. Come get silly with us. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/PinballMonkeys. Hello everyone, hi friends. Um, this is me again, Muzaki Zaina, and you're back in the Mental Pichah Podcast. You probably saw the title of this one and you're like, oh, let's see uh, what the interview is going to be like. And first off, well, it's not an interview, we're just having a chat because, you know, that's how that's how I do the episodes. Um, but yes, yes, uh, without without further nonsense, uh, let me introduce today's guests. Harith Iskandar, hi. Hey, Muzakir. <laughs> Hello, Harith. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Everything, everything oh, good? Oh, man. I got to I gotta be real. Not great. I don't know if you've heard, but there's been some sort of plague. And um, it's just hitting everybody. It's I know. Ter- it's it's terrible. Uh, I know. It's, it's, it's called Netflix and everyone is, is just it? watching it. It's- uh, the number of cases of people starting up podcasts and live streams have been through the roof. <laughs> and, I, you know, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a pandemic out here, man. It's it's crazy. Every everyone is now live. Yeah, everyone is live now. Yeah, everyone is a chef now, and uh, telling you how to make masks and yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Um, but it's good. It's good. At least everyone is inverted commas alive. Yo, be, um, I mean, for the not most a, not part, everyone. man. Not everyone. Not <laughs> everyone. I don't know if you heard, but there's been mass graves. <laughs> Oh, one minute in and we're already getting my, dark. I know. It's, my apologies to the Americans <laughs> and Italians. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I've had a... I, I gotta be like, for, like pro- properly for real. Because we haven't been able to do live shows, I'm, I've been getting like some weird antsies about not being able to perform my stuff on stage. I don't know if you're getting it, but this is at night. It's like nine and we're, we're available. How weird is that? That's that is like standing outside the door of the date that you had planned to pick up, and you find out it's a haunted house. You're, you're just standing there waiting, and you realize uh, yeah, that was a different yeah. night. That was a different time. It was, and I mean, it feels so far, far away. And I'm kind of there's some there's some anxiety for me not being able to do like to perform on stage. Don't you miss the stage, man? How are you how are you how are you handling that? But hold on, hold on, Muzaki. I mean, you're not. You're not like one of those who jumps up every single time. You kind of pick and choose. I know you. I I, I kind of know you. You know you're not a you're not a Juliana. Uh, who, oh wow! Okay. Shout out know, to Juliana Hang. Shout out to Juliana uh, yeah. Hang. Probably very if, Rajin. If she counted, if, if we counted the shows she's performed in, she's probably performed in more shows than myself and Pachukang combined. Honestly, easier to count shows she hasn't been performed. She hasn't been That's performing true. in. That's she true. went to the poetry stuff. She went to the I don't know. I've, I've, I if somebody told me she went busking somewhere, she probably did. Um, I mean, I do I do pick and choose, but like the availability of picking and choosing. At least even when I'm not picking and choosing, I'm near it. You know what I mean? That's I true. help people. Uh, I help people with material, and I get to see that material go on stage. That's that, gratifying. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And and yeah. seeing the audience uh, laugh in direct response to my work, even if I'm just booking the acts, it's it's very satisfying. But now I I can't do that, so it's very yeah. It. Is, I mean, you're right. It is weird because for if you are a stand-up comedian, you're three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, twelve minutes, or. 30 minutes on stage, you know, per, per week or per day is what you live for. The rest of the day is work. And yeah. that moment is what you live for. And now for the last 
couple of months, it's like we've not been able to experience what we live for. It's like if you were, uh, I don't know, if you were, uh, uh, if you climbed up mountains and suddenly there were no mountains. It's like, okay, yeah, why, why do we live? Yeah, it's, uh, I I mean, as much as I love stand-up, it's still not like my only True. my only thing. I, I, I do comedy in other avenues as well. I feel for people who only do stand-up and stand-up being their only compass. Um, I'm seeing all these other people trying to do their live shows and stuff and they're doing great. More power to them. I love that they're doing that. Um, it's just that I feel I feel their pain, you know what I mean? Like Like trying to get that live reaction is such a, it's so expensive now. And we we can um, talk we can talk about that if you want because I've got some opinions. I know about what uh, what we know as stand up uh, that mm. we watch on our device when they're performing, sitting at uh-huh. home. You know, it's to me. Well, okay, you're talking I'm, about like recorded specials. No, I'm talking about what's happening now when uh, we have these stand up shows streamed mm. online where all the performers are at home and they're using a stream cloud oh, or, or uh-huh. zoom whatever um, yeah it i i'm i'm i i i struggle watching it and i and i and i hurt for the comedians as well because i'm it's you know if you could see me in my hand my i've got my clenched fist in my mouth going oh mm. ooh, oh that's painful because I'm, I'm feeling from both sides painful sometimes to watch and painful to know how the comedian and I can see when they're struggling or what's going through their head so it's like I anyway yes you, you, it pains you to watch why um, okay I watch a comedian that I know is good and I and I know the material is good but mm. you're watching a synchronized swimmer jump into a pool where it's a sprint it's a different it's a different arena it's a different mm. tool but mm. but but the comedians are using what they know as stand up and yeah frankly speaking i mean i'll be straight up it's you can't do stand up the way we know it mm. in a live stream sitting at home or standing even standing at home holding a rolled up newspaper as a microphone it, you know it it's I don't know what the word is, but it's, it's a it's different. It's I'm I I I understand that it's it's a different medium completely. Like if you're if you're on stage and you're live in person, the same joke uh, will not land on live, and it's a very different experience when you're watching something live uh, online versus you're watching something live in person. I understand it's like two completely different things, right? Yeah. Um, um, but didn't you also do a show that's like live, live, live stream the the rediscover the new norm? You did that back in uh, the early month, the early weeks of May. How was yeah. that? Yeah. So that you don't call that stand up. Okay. So he, okay. Uh, what I didn't finish by saying is, upon saying mm. that, I have seen some good performances from some comedians in these live streams. And from comedians who generally aren't great live. And when I say generally, they're great sometimes and they, okay. they miss a lot of times. And then I was particularly <laughs> blown away by uh, a couple of comedians who I saw doing that, you know, sitting on a couch, looking into my mm. phone uh, show performance. And I'm like, yes, this medium fits you. The, this, mm. the small nuances which we miss on stage mm. are perfect for this device. So I'm right. like, so it's not that it's impossible, but if you, yeah, you're, it's a funnel. You're, you're looking through the funnel and you've got to work out what the person on the other side of the funnel can see. When you're on mm. stage, you've got, you know, well, at least at the Joke Factory, you've got 180 degrees, left, right, and middle. And you've got to yeah. work out, you're playing with that funnel. On your phone or on your device, on your laptop, your funnel is... You know, you, you've got the animal point of view where you can just see straight ahead. And you, well, not if you're a chameleon. Um, I'm sure chameleons would be great at stand up, actually. But you're looking straight mm. ahead, so it's a, it. Why? Wow, we're talking here, and we've not even introduced ourselves. I'm Harith Iskander, a stand up comedian. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So funnel. <laughs> you know, it's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta like, interrupt a little bit. You you assume people who found my podcast somehow don't know who you are. Uh, I'm not assuming anything, but okay. Okay. Here's, <laughs> okay, here's the great. thing. Okay. 
I yeah. learned, I they learned know you, lesson. man. They know they know you as the the MB, MB pure salesman. You're a pioneer in the Calpis ambassadorship thing. Those are yeah. my, those are my high points. So and let's, exactly, yeah. Let's, You're let's, also known for 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 inventing the trick of using a face wash directly on top of your head and wiping it all the way back to the back of your ears. Yeah, that is the thing. Yeah, you know. But let's not talk about my classics. Let's <laughs> let's, let's yeah. delve into the lesser known stuff. Okay, okay, before I go right. there, the reason I say this is because here's an anecdote. Many, 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 many years ago, I mm. was in a hotel lobby lounge and I saw Zainal Abidin, the singer, mm. Hijau, who at the time, yeah. it was, it was the peak of Hijau. It was, he was, he was the bomb. Yeah, yeah, right. And I was blown away because there was Mr. Zainal Abidin, the Hijau man. And I, you know, you went up to him and said, I, Zainal Abidin, you know, I'm, I'm a great, I'm a great fan. And he said, oh, hello, what's, what's your name? I said, I'm Harry. He goes, hi, I'm Zainal. Like, I went, of course I know you're Zainal. And he actually hmm. said, well, I don't assume everyone knows I'm Zainal. Oh, and right, that, right, right. That yeah. hit me. That, yeah. that kind of hit it's me. I was a, like, oh, right, right. So this is, I mean? a, this is a form of your, uh, this is you expressing humility. Yeah. Uh, fake mm. humility, let's admit it. But yeah, uh, humility. Yeah. Well, oh, sure. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Look, I want to get back to this thing about you uh, uh, talking about the differences between live okay, stream yes. stand-up and live live stand-up. Are you discouraging people from doing live stream stand-up? Because I, I hope you're not. I'm not discouraging them. But mm. uh, I, what I did was I mentioned to you the person that I, I thought was very good. I, me- mm. I messaged that person privately and I said, yeah. you were great. Uh, would you like some feedback on why I thought you were great? And I gave my feedback. Mm. And, and just, as, just as you would... Uh, after you do a show, you're, you're a very good at person at going up to comedians and giving feedback to them. In fact, you know, I value your feedback more than most, even though I've been doing this, you know, since way before the dinosaurs came along. But mm. so I didn't, I'm not discouraging, but what, what, okay, the word's not discouraged. What I'm, what I notice is some people think it's stand up. So they mm. do the whole, let me pretend to hold a microphone. In fact, let me stand up and let mm. me do my stand-up timing, my stand-up lines, and my stand-up pauses, imagining the audience laughing. Um, mm. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. I can see it doesn't um, work. You're, you're, right. I don't know whether they go back later and they go, oh, wow. Because to me, every one of us, every stand-up comedian has performed live. Right now, if you've never done it to have a device, into a into a live podcasty Zoom streamyard thing. If you've never done yeah. it, you are now an open micer, back to zero. Your first, really, I'm, I'm feeling that way as well. So yes, mm. uh, I recognize we are all we're all white belt now. We're all karate mm. kid, you know, wax on, wax off. Regardless, even me, even me after right. thirty years, yeah. right now I'm white belt. I, I uh yeah I understand that but um I do also know that when when they have the mic in their hand and when they're doing the material that they do on stage uh and they're doing it live then they're live streaming it um while it is received uh, differently than if it is received on stage I understand why they would do it that way you know because part of why they're doing this live in the first place is um, not necessarily for the audience I've I've talked to quite a few different people about this and like the, when 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 Kieran and Brian do their uh, nightly show the quarantine show the they would say to themselves like they're doing this to keep their sanity as in their own sanity so, because they're they're very used to psychologically need to do, I guess, uh, performing things live. That's not wrong. It's just that I I also understand as an audience, maybe as an audience for sure, you're taking it in uh, differently than you would take take in a live uh, in person show. Um, but but the way the way you're telling me is that you as an audience, you think they shouldn't do it as if it's uh stage. Stand up. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, not that they shouldn't, but mm. I, number one, I totally agree with you. I get why those, I get why some do it the way they're doing it, thinking they're yeah. on stage. I get that. Yeah. I totally get that because they know no other way. And what I would encourage them, okay, but going back to what you said, you're absolutely correct. It is, uh, I know, I recognize how some people, some of the comedians may say, okay, I'm just doing this, number one, to keep my sanity, number two, to keep my chops alive. 
I yeah. get that as well. So yeah. I guess who I'm speaking to, if there's anyone listening, are those who are going, okay, this is a new medium. How can I master this medium? Mm-hmm. And, and if my two months of watching this, and I'm, I'm not an expert in any way, I would go, okay, great. Well, here's what doesn't work because I can see it doesn't work. And mm. I'm, I'm talking to myself as well right here. I've, I've right. K- kind of studied this in, in this very yeah. short, short span of time. Uh, I have, you know, I've said it to someone else, but remember how we've had uh, like really huge, big name, million follower YouTubers who are very funny mm. on YouTube show up mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, a stand-up mm-hmm. comedy night and, yeah. you know, think, yeah, I'm, I've got this. I'm going to slaughter this. I've got this. I'm damn funny. They get up. And they die yeah. in, you know, in a minute and a half. And right. the stand-up comedians are all <laughs> sniggering at the side going, ha, ha. Yeah. He thinks, it, yeah, now he knows it's a different ball game. Exactly yeah. that. Now we are in the, we're in the field of the YouTuber. We're in that ball game. And, you know, mm. the YouTubers are probably watching us come into their realm going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you thought it was that easy. I'm not, I'm not mm. saying they're doing that, but it's the same yeah. thing. It's a okay. different ball game. But... Given that, given that, yes, practice by all means, uh, keep your sanity by all means, and I, I believe that's a great thing. Here's where, here's so, like I said, I'm just talking. So, to those. so, so you are, so you are in support of stand-ups doing this, right? I, I am in support, but what, what I'm scared of, and this also goes back to remember when Astro was cramming their programming with stand-up, especially uh-huh. Bahasa stand-up, uh-huh. like, and then they, you know, they started reaching out and grabbing anyone and putting them in comedy, like, oh, you've mm. done three minutes for a routine once here, you're, you've got a TV spot. Eventually, people who are watching stand-up who've never seen stand-up watch this and go, eh, stand-up, oh, so, so, so is your, is your, is your thing, um, you worry that people might think this is stand-up and then have a different opinion of what, of what it can be? Okay, so, uh, how many people have walked uh, into a live stand-up comedy club, either at the Crack House or at LOL or at the Joke Factory, you know, let's say, Mm. X amount, X amount. Now, yeah. now that someone is doing live stand-up literally almost every night with 6, 12, 9, 15 comedians, someone mm. who's never walked into a live stand-up comedy goes, oh, uh, yeah, I've heard about these guys. Yeah, yeah, I know these names. I've seen their mm. names. I've never been to the show. I saw a clip of theirs. Hey, let's go check it out. Sit through mm. a couple of these and go, huh. well, lucky I didn't go because, you know, that was pretty okay, nothing much. So do you know mm. what I'm saying? So I'm, you are, so you're concerned that these live stream shows would affect people's opinion of stand-up and think my, and, and make people not want to not, watch live. No, uh, not really, not really to the point of mm. spoiling the market. But right, I'm, I'm like you. I've been listening to your podcast. By the way, uh, let me take two minutes. I'm, I'm now more so than ever a huge fan of, of Muzaki Zainal. Uh, okay. I mean, let's not suck the host. The, let's not suck the dick of the host of the show too much. I'm just licking the other side <laughs> of the balls for a while. Thank uh, you. It's yeah, because I know that's what you like. Here's the thing, though. So I, I'm a bit of a pessimist like you. I don't mm. see live shows coming back, and I think you said this to next year. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did I'm on that. that camp. I'm on that. So did you say okay. that? Did you have that opinion? I did. Yeah, I did. In fact, I I don't think I think it's going to be even longer than that. But yeah, go ahead. Exactly. So I'm actually in your camp. So here we go. We are in the month of May. We are st- um, putting myself in, a, in a, as a stand-up comedian here. Uh, mm. Although the other stand-up comedians may not want to put themselves in the same boat as me, but mm. I'm like, okay, if Muzakir and Harith, the, the pessimistic old bastards, they are think uh, stand-up will not be around live stand-up until the middle. Uh, let's say first quarter next year, hmm. that's six to eight months. Now, okay, so yeah, I'll go and practice. I'll go and find my sanity uh, doing it live on Facebook. And I'm thinking, well, you've got six months. Why don't you master the form, learn it, change, if you need to change your style, master it. And then when live stand-up comes back, you've got this whole new audience who loved you online, who never saw stand-up hmm. before, think you are doing stand-up because you're from the stand-up scene. And then when, when we open in February next year or March and, you know, you're selling 100 tickets, you've got an audience potentially of a 1,000 who've watched you, loved you, who are going to come to the show. But you got to right. do it well. Uh, you've got to do it well. Yeah. Y- yes. And I think 
I think people are doing it as well as they can right now. Absolutely, you know what I mean? agreed. Because yeah, I, I really like what what the Crack House is doing uh, with their open mics and and the open mics worldwide that's happening everywhere. And now you can go right now if you if you listener if you're interested in trying to join an open mic and you don't have to even leave your house now, just uh, search for an open mic uh, like uh, Hong Kong, Berlin, uh, uh, everywhere around the world. You can do open mics basically all day, the whole day if you want to. And I think that's a great opportunity and i'm i'm sure everyone is still finding their legs and stuff i encourage everybody to check out these live live uh, live stream stand-ups even though they are not uh, uh in-person live stand-up they are still the only kind of stand-up we can get right now and i applaud everybody who's doing this i'm in support of whoever's doing live live streaming uh stand-up that's just me on my part um you know when you when you mentioned that um you hope these people have upper developed uh, an audience and then and then this audience hopefully will come to uh, to pay tickets to go to a live show eventually when the clubs open don't you also kind of think as a performer right as a performer don't you also kind of think that we're all gonna suck on the first week because we're still not used <laughs> to performing live on stage now it's gonna be we're gonna get so rusty man we're gonna go on stage and not know where to put the mic and it's just gonna be hell It's it that's going to be interesting. So we should just whip out all the high definition cameras we have, shoot those <laughs> shoot those first shows and then you know like it's gonna release a series called Bombed, you know season 1 2 3 4. Oh man. Oh yeah. Well, okay, sorry. You 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 also said um uh that you did that you're also learning, right? To do, to do the streaming live and to do to do to do comedy live streamed and you did yours in in the that's called Rediscover the New Norm. All right. So let's be real. How much of that was bad for you? And how much was was it was good? Okay. Uh yeah. I of course know that I have a very different barometer uh compared to most well, not most comedians, compared to some comedians. Especially what we compared to to someone who is a comedy aficionado uh, like yourself. So you you're saying your bar is low. You want me to lower my expectations. No, I'm saying <laughs> my bar yeah, is yeah. Uh, a completely a non-halal bar uh, whereas oh, yours dang. Yeah, so I I you know All right. We're talking a, we're, we're talking a different bar here. Now, what we're talking mm. about is when you ask me do you ask me how good was I or did you ask me How do you feel? Because, How do I feel? Because okay. yeah, because a different show again. Okay? You you also acknowledge it's not stand up, but it's also comedy. Yeah, but so it's live stream. Yeah. Here's uh, this this topic could go into a different stream. So I'm very much, very much. I lean towards. Did the audience enjoy it? Uh, mm. I. I get my pleasure. I get my satisfaction. I, I, I self-acknowledge myself when I know the audience enjoyed it. So even mm-hmm. if I tell a uh, inverted commas a great joke, which I I think is really great, and the audience don't get it, I don't walk going. Yeah. No, nah, it doesn't matter. The joke was good. Screw them. I'm like, right, oh, right, okay. Right. Do you see what okay. I mean? So going back to that 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 thing I did, rediscover the new norm. Uh, my, I was glad because. What I was trying to do and what I was um, tweaking, even as I was doing it, was getting a good response. And by say good response, I mean from the feedback after the after the session, after the show. People, oh, people, mm. oh, I enjoyed this and I enjoyed that. Now in my head, I was thinking, yes, that's actually the parts that I was thinking. I hope you enjoy this. So, mm. and I given granted, I set it up. Not as a stand-up. Never once did I mention it's a stand-up. Yeah, you did. You were you were hedging a lot. Like, oh, don't expect stand-up, which is yes. fair. So, yeah, exactly. So, because I know when you go, you know, we've been to millions of stand-up shows. When you go stand-up, you, you have a certain expectation. So, mm-hmm. I was just yeah, I was hedging as well. So, what I was doing was rediscovering myself, the mm. new way to do it, the new norm, and. I I studied um, non-stand-up comedians who I enjoyed watching. So huh. you know we're bombarded with material or content right now. Like for example, um, once again going for the lick of the underside of the ball, I'm listening to your podcast and I'm realizing, okay, I'm enjoying this now. Thanks. Other than the fact that I'm enjoying it, I'm actually looking at, okay, now how how come I'm enjoying this? What am I? What is it? <laughs> what is it about? What Muzakir is doing? May, may, may I offer why why this you're enjoying it? Because okay. there's nothing else on. 
Because there's no hey, movies outside. Hey, no, yeah. no. Okay, Muzakir. Uh, yeah, here's, yeah, here's where I listen to you. I listen to you when I'm jogging. Okay. Mm. So prior oh, yeah. to this, I, I was I was uh, kept I kept jogging to you know some classic hip hop and some classic heavy rock. So now yeah. I'm jogging to Muzakir's mental picture. Right. So you know, and then I'm mm. thinking to myself. Why am I enjoying this? And I'm actually studying the form. Now you have been telling me this for a long time about I have. you know the style of podcast and all. And you know me, I'm not a podcast listener. Yeah, you are old school. I'm old school. I'm not a podcast listener. So guess mm-hmm. what are the two podcasts that I listen to now? Other than um, Mental Pacha. I don't know. You tell me. Okay, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. Ah, okay. The okay. motivational guy. The mo- uh, motivational social media business guy. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to ask me what are the what's the similarities that I enjoy between Mental Pitcher and uh, Gary V, number one, I learn something new, and number two, I get it that the person who's giving me this information is authentic with what they are saying, and I get mm-hmm. it that they're they're not talking. They're, rather, I don't know whether you do this consciously. You sound like you know you're you're talking for one person. You could be yeah. talking for a million. A million could suddenly log into Mental Picture, but you kind yep. of sound like you know you're talking to one person, that one person, and that one person, yeah. which is me at that moment, is <laughs> listening. Yep. You you don't you don't slip yeah, thinking it's a, someone's it's an not intimate, listening. It's a, it's an intimate uh, medium. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? I bring I brought that to rediscover the new norm. I ah. paused. I referred. Kept giving away tips of the trade, which when I say share, trade, share the knowledge, man. You want people to be good, right? Yeah, tips yeah. of the trade, which I'm, I'm no expert. This is my two month trade understanding. Mm. I stopped. I paused. I referred to individuals mm. who were commenting. Yeah, you make it personal. You know how we do crowd work. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's the difference between watching something on Netflix and sitting in the crowd. But even mm-hmm. with someone who's doing good crowd work, the uh, the the rest of the crowd is engaged. Yeah. So same here. Even when I stop and pause and uh, had a bit of rapport with someone who sent a comment or a mention, that's crowd work, and that's important because once again, if you are watching a screen, you are one person, and therefore. When the person speaking to you makes you feel that they notice you, then it works. And yeah. it's, just, it's the same on stage. It's the same. It's the, just, yeah, it's the same it mentality, is. just a different tool. Mm-hmm. The the one other thing about you enjoying my podcast while you're jogging is now I know you only jog once a week because because this, <laughs> this podcast is only weekly. Well, no, okay. <laughs> I hope my wife is yeah. not listening to this. I joke for no, Muzakir. I joke. Yeah, I joke for fifteen minutes, so I get four jogs in for each of your podcasts. <laughs> uh, man, yo, are we? Uh, can I talk about this? Uh, this 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 uh, news? Oh, I saw this on um, Doctor Jasmine's uh, Instagram. She says that you 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 confirmed to have like. Did you get a diagnosis for diabetes? Uh, I have been uh, borderline diabetes and taking oh, medication dang. for it. Oof. But, but it's just, uh, what, okay. what was the no, recent hold news? Hold on, wait, wait a minute. See, every time mm. people like you go, oh, dang, woof, I go, oh, shit, maybe I'm not taking it seriously enough because I don't have that <laughs> I don't have that response. I'm like... Is it because you're fine with dying? What is this? Do you know how expensive okay, insulin stop, is? Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> people can die from diabetes? Are you sure? What evidence uh, have you been reading? <laughs> What evidence have I been reading? There's no evidence, man. I just know that I I don't I don't ever visit any great great grand grandparents of people who who are Cantonese. Okay. They have sugar. They put sugar in their rendang. Okay. So it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no. So uh, when I I I take some medic. Okay, why are we talking about this again? Because oh, you jogging. jog for fifteen minutes a week. No, fifteen minutes a day. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, so I get yeah. to one of your podcasts and a quarter of Gary V's. Perfect. That's good. So, like, but you know, you you've been borderline. You kind of like I know your thing. You like to sneak a little bit of like a snacky, and like you 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 sneak your you spread out your cheat day across the week. 
Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. And you you reach here. Do you okay, I'm not like this not I'm not making any like judgments or what, but do you have like is this like, like uh, because I'm also worried about my health. Um uh because I have a history of hypertension in my family and I have uncles who who uh who have passed uh from cardiac episodes and also from my mom's side uh strokes. And I don't want to Just because I like to choose how I die, really, it's my arrogance. I'm very, I'm like, I know what fate, God, get out of here. I'm gonna choose how I exit on my own. Um, and be- because of that, um, I kind of, I try. I don't try very hard. I don't do like, as much exercise as you do at all. I just don't eat as much. But but for your case, how do you, how do you actually view your health here? Do you you genuinely just you don't mind you have diabetes? Just take the medicine, you'll be fine. Or what's your outlook here? So. Muzakir, my wife, mm. now I know why she loves you, because she wants me to be like you. She's, oh, no. She says to me, look at your auntie, look at your uncle, look at your dad. They had this, they had that. And I'm like, uh-huh, great. Excuse me, can I reach for yeah. the Kit Kat, please? <laughs> But you, you know, she, what she wants from me is what you just said, like, yeah, I've got this auntie and this, and I'm worried about this, and what I'm going right. to do is I'm going to eat healthy. So uh, right. I'm not, I am not telling her about mental pacha. She's <laughs> okay. But you know her, you she, she wouldn't sit through an hour of this shit. Well, yeah, no, she wouldn't. <laughs> It's yeah, like, she'll hear the intro and be like, Kapuni, why is the, when is he going to start talking? And, and when is when is the money coming in? Right, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, three, where, three where minutes, am I going to get paid uh, for this? Where's the value of this? Uh-huh, yeah. Is this, is this economically changing my life? No? All right, turn it off. And now you know why she wants you to stay alive. Yes. Because, you know, you make most of the money. I make more money alive than dead. <laughs> Exactly. It's simple math. I know. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not forget. Uh, <laughs> she did grow up in Klang as a half Chinese lady. She had to fight. You know. She absolutely. Uh, yeah. She absolutely had to fight for the money. All respect to her. And and I'm and I'm Malay, so it's like yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll you know I'll still live ten percent longer yeah. than the rest of the races. <laughs> when was the when was the last time she like did a little naggy at you about your health? Was it today? Oh yeah, every day. <laughs> Now, now here's my my thing about it. If she's she, if she's this concerned, right? Did she not see you when you guys got together? Like okay. this is not this is not a surprise here that you got no, here. You know I, I mean? was 20 kg heavier when I met her. <laughs> yeah. So her oh, nagging has been chipping away. Her nag her nagging <laughs> is the equivalent of me listening to a, a mental pacha. It's been a 15 minute a day chip away at. <laughs> At me, and from you know 115 kg, I'm now down to 95 over over 10 years. Right. So it's, she's playing the long game. She she's still believes that that under all the layer of blubber, there might be a hot person under there. Oh, she's she, holding no, on she, to hope. She doesn't want to marry a hot. She never wanted a ma- hot person to marry. No, she doesn't. Right. That, she she's very you know every time she sees a very handsome person get into trouble on social media for mm. something she goes see lucky that's why i didn't marry someone good looking oh, yeah you know you know what that, you know what i what i hear when you told me that what what i hear is she, she's trying to convince herself that she made a good choice yes it's it's been a, every day she's just saying that out loud nobody's in the room she's like <laughs> see see i made a good choice just writing in the diary teardrops uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, is there anybody out there who just who might not still not know who I am? Do we need to do um, go back and do that? No, man. Should I really do that? All right, I'll do it just for just in case. Because I've been don't you, read, no, yeah. you, you, I listened to your podcast with Prakash, and you explained to them who Prakash was, and you gave yes. him a seven out of ten for MCing. Uh, yep, you know, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you want you want me to also butter you up a little bit? All right, no, here we go. no, you didn't butter him up. You you gave him a very average score. Yeah, so you can give me a very average score. Yeah, but you know him. It's not. I'm not saying say he's average. He's got above average for all of it. You know what I mean? Seven across all stats. <laughs> I feel like that's that's not being received as the compliment that it is. That it is. <laughs> I um, was laughing as I was jogging listening yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. In case you are half an hour deep into a podcast and you still have no idea who Harith is, um, Harith Iskandar is um, he's a 
he is the name for stand up in Malaysia, the godfather of stand up comedy. Uh, the godfather because he wasn't there during the conception of the baby, of course. Um, the the godfather because he does a bunch of illegal stuff and he he <laughs> would he yeah and also because he would do wheelings and dealings with people in power to get into favorable positions. Uh, so that's why he's the godfather. Um, also, um, I uh, I was I was part of this. Uh, uh, he. Um, I started writing for you 2016, I think. Uh, uh, for obviously, was that Harriet. the first? I think time? it was the first. Yeah, that was yeah. the first time I, uh, I sat in a long meeting with you. Yeah, and from there our writing partnership uh, began. From there, like every three months, every quarter of year, you would ask me uh, to quit my job and join you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I relented eventually. In chipped away. Chipped away. Yeah. Again, the the just strategy. Of just <laughs> chipping away, <laughs> hopefully you lose kid. Yeah. So um uh yeah, Harith is uh, your your skill set in particular. Like me and Zaina will say this um about a bunch of the comics that you who who are specifically like this. You I would say Chiho and Douglas also are like this. Um, you guys aren't you guys aren't like um stand up stand ups. Even though you're known for stand up, you guys are are sort of. Uh, performer first, like your performing skill set is really like at the at the top level. You, I can give you a nothing two line nothing, and you will work the hell out of it. And <laughs> I like like you know I can't if I write a two line and it's only a B, you can go up on stage and make it an A. So basically, you say you're saying all my material is B. I just make it look A. <laughs> yes, yes. Hundred percent, you, you, dude, dude, you have like gimmicks lah with videos and like sound effects. Standups don't need this, but you do because you, you kind of want that pageantry. You like that extra thing, and and that's that's you. That's a, that's a you thing to do. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You know why I do that actually? Because for yeah, the first, go ahead. Fi- the first, yeah, explain years, yourself. Yeah, the first fifteen years, I was out there, you know, being the only stand-up, being the only, mm. you know, gay in the village. Yeah. And then in 2005, all the new gays started coming in. Uh, mm. This analogy is not going to backfire at all. Let's, no, let's keep not going. at all. Not at all. Uh, and then after a while, I'm like, okay, now everyone's doing what I was doing. People have started to wear suits and and, and you can socks name names. Who are these people? No one. No one in particular. Oh wow! Okay, great. You, you know, you know what I'm going. talking about. But uh, then so I'm like, okay. After after eight, by this time it's eighteen years in, eighteen to nineteen years in. By that time, I'm thinking, what else can I do? Do you know mm. what I mean? It's so mm. it's it's yeah. I've been playing, you know. It's it's I've been ACDC for the last twenty mm. years with this with the same five chords, different arrangements. Yep. And yeah. now I want to bring a synthesizer. I want to bring in a, a dancer. I want to bring in a visual. So I'll, I'll tell you what right. I did actually. I. Mm. Opened up shows in the Actor Studio Bangsa Shopping Center, and instead of having opening stand-up comedy acts, I had a tap dancer. I had, uh, um, you know, a musician. I had definitely only because I'm like I want to try different things. And eventually, I had a musician for the first time on stage with me, Michael Virapan and Don't Drop the Baby, two thousand, yeah. two thousand. Uh, 12 or 13 a full you know mm-hmm. a musician on stage with me then there was from that it went to musician to visuals on stage with me so it's just basically me being well I did stand up for 18 years the way people know it one person yeah. one microphone yeah you know, let me try something different and then yeah it said okay mm. Yeah, it, it is, I, it's a gizmos. It's it's yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's it's a gimmick. And, it is. It is. Yeah. It is gimmicks, and it is a thing that you do. It is. Yeah, and you're right. If you want to stand out uh, via that, you did, and yeah. it it was good. But you also know how I I hear this. I'm like, you, when you say, um, hmm, "What else can I do?" My brain goes, "Well, you can write better." True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're like, no, nah, let's get some musicians, which is a very you thing, and and uh, you you still. I mean, uh, this is why I don't literally put you as a as a pure standout, which is not a which is just not. Again, I feel like people take my compliments as insults a lot of the time. It is it is a it is a way to describe your stuff. It is not. Uh, it is you're not purely getting getting into the idea of 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 joke structure and really uh, pushing stuff. Not all the time. Absolutely. Um, but you, but no, when yeah, sorry, you're absolutely correct. I, I'm absolutely yeah. not. I learned mm-hmm. for the first time there was such a thing called joke structure from you. Right, yeah. Literally. See, now, <laughs> I know. And and books have been around for a while. <laughs> I know, and I've got those books, but I don't read. 
How how difficult has parenting been in the quarantine? I've asked other dads on the podcast before, so I want to know how you've been dealing with it. Because I hear it's been quite a challenge. Well, that's yeah, it's crazy because uh, talk about the new norm. All right, you know you have you have a kid, uh, and if they go to a school, uh, in my case, you know they're out the door at seven thirty, and, and they're back at three thirty. So for that good six to seven hours, it's out of your hands. Someone else is looking yeah. after them. Now, uh, three of my kids are at home. We're at home. Uh, they're schooling at home, e-schooling, e-learning. And um, we're trying to do work as well. And so, yes, it is difficult. Um, yes, it is, I can throw my hands up in the air and go, oh, complain, complain, complain. But, yeah, everyone's, people are going through way worse things. So it's, it is difficult. I don't think I'm, I'm the best at it in terms of juggling mm my kids and my work and, and having them progress and learn as they should. But uh, it's, it is what it is and uh, we make the best of it. So, um, you know, no complaints, but yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. What is fun for me to, to see on your Instagram is like your kids help you out with packing the food that yes. you've been giving out to the charity, right? Yeah. And I, my, I imagine sometime in the future, they they would the way they understand the story, especially Zidane, if if he's not, because I don't know how 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 sticky his brain is about keeping memories of what was going on. I'm I'm sure like no, I'm sure I have I have this idea that in the future, people will be like, oh man, do you remember how bad the virus was? And Zidane's like, yeah, my dad, he was a he was a stand up stand up comedian, his face on billboards, and then just in one week, we all had to pack food. We had to cook our own stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All the kids had to work. I had to work. I was three. Do you even understand how hard it is? But no, you think about it. Uh, mm. you know, clasp my hands in prayer or hold them up and say this will all be over one day. But yeah, there, there will be a generation below the age of, you know, let's say seven or six who yeah. will remember this time as... I guess it's the same for those who grew up during the Second World War, you know, under bombs. Do you, do you, you, know, you know people who, who went through that, right? So my mom was a child uh, in, oh. in England when World War II broke out and they had to uh, pick, they were in Brighton, I think, and they had to pick themselves up and go to Wales because London and England were being bombed by the Germans. Dang. So she and her older brother went off to war and never came back. Three, two older brothers mm. went off to war because they were 18. She was nine or 10. They went off to war mm. and they never came back. So that is her growing up memory of, I grew up in the war and everything after that was probably a lot better. So, mm. the, you know, they're going to have this, okay, it's only two months. It's not a war. It's not six years. But it could be. It could be a, a year, at least a year. Yeah. They're going to grow up and then one day they're going to go, hey, remember that time we stayed home for two or three or months and we couldn't go out to the, the playground and we couldn't go out to the jungle gym and we couldn't, our friends couldn't have sleepovers and we, you know, we didn't go yeah. to school. That's going to be yeah. their memory of it. The things that, I mean, we're looking at a different way because we have the pre-memories. We, we remember when we could go out. Yeah. They were so, like, remember when dad would wear a mask, put all the food in the truck yeah. and drive it alone what was that about? for, for <laughs> far. Yeah. He went far away just so he can eat a Kit Kat without mom seeing him. Yeah. It's <laughs> How do you know? Because I saw the rapper in the side door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at like updates of you like on the, uh, in the daytime, you're traveling far away. I'm like, man, this guy's going through such lengths just to eat an extra chocolate cake <laughs> away from Jazz because you're trapped in the house. He's going to watch your food. <laughs> you got Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I don't have a good segue for this next bit. No, just straight into let's it. Go, let, yeah, let's go straight into it. How do you defend yourself from the people who accuse you of supporting Najib during his campaign? That, that hasn't even, that hasn't played out till the end. Um, uh, what? I, I, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to you because you know me. You, you, you were with yeah. me during that yeah. time. Yeah. And this is probably something that people out, a lot of people out there don't know. Once, mm. once you've met all the people, uh, not all, uh, once you've met all the players on the political field, or you, you, you know how they live, you know how they think, and you know how it works, you then realize there are good and there are, there are not so good on all sides of the fence. It's not just two right. sides of the fence. 
you know. Okay. So then when people go, oh, I mean, we've had this conversation before. When people go, oh, you're, you know, you, you're pro-BN, pro-BN. You know, it's, it's, it's become a case of you're either against us or you're with us. You're with us or against us. There's no middle ground. So mm. prior to 2018, prior to May 9th, 2018, if you so much as went, actually, what's the, what's the, I put GST in here. Okay, what's the problem? Even if you just said that, mm. you, you just, if you did not say something negative about GST and you were just asking a question, inverted, you know, what is what mm. is the what is the issue with GST? You were then lumped into pro uh, Barista National at the time, and it's the same with any any topic now. Like even if you go, actually, mm. you know what what is it? What's the big deal about? You know why do we want hooded law? Ah, Kony become Muslim. Kony or actually. So are you are you uh, implying that uh, you are not? Partisan, or like you did not support uh, uh, BN during okay. the Najib time. Here's the thing: support BN. Yeah, uh, I'm not a um, not a not a party member. Uh, frankly, I'm going to say this on air. Yeah, uh, on air. How old school is that? <laughs> what is on the correct word? Spotify. I'm going to say this on podcast. If you ask me, uh, Najib, as a person. I think he's a nice guy. I really do. I have met him okay. more than three or four times. Yeah. If he walked into a room, he's a nice guy. I actually he's he's amicable, he's friendly, he's you know there are mm. other gentlemen and uh, uh who, you know, will show up on a, a Harley Davidson uh to a talk show who you may meet and and go, mm, yeah. Don't really know this guy, but nah, I don't really think he's a nice guy. But with Najib, no matter how many times I meet him, no much, no matter how many times I heard so many things about him, I'm not judging him. Did he or did he not do that? Those things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking as a person. He's a nice guy. So, am I a supporter of him? I wouldn't say I'm not a supporter of him. I wouldn't say I'm a supporter of him. But he's okay. So, I have met so many people on both sides who are good people, who are nice people, who actually have good intentions. And mm. however, as you know, or you may not know, in politics, in that world, you may have a good intention, but you can't push that through until you go down the dark side, play that mm. game, get the badge, and then come back and try and push through your good intention. That unfortunately, right. that unfortunately is the way it works. There is no other way. If I met a really nice person who is strict, has principles, and is just the most amazing person, human being in the world, they will never be a leader of a country in a political that has a political system because you cannot lead if you have principles. I'm sorry to say. Wow. In, uh, sorry, sorry, if you stick to your principles, if you're 100% stick to your principles, you cannot be the leader in a country. Full stop. You, wow. However, okay. if, your principle, yeah. if your principle is for the good of the country mm. and you, that is your end game along the way, you need, I'm just, I'm just stating what I believe, you need to break yeah. your principles because you have the bigger picture at the end of the day. So, for example, oh, how do I put this? Okay. Yeah, if uh, I, I have 10 people in my company uh, yeah. and uh, the company is going to crash uh, un unless I fire eight. Now, I got to decide, yeah. is my company more important or is uh, those eight people more important? Now, however, if I know that keeping my company alive, because in five years from now, my company is going to feed a thousand people, I'm going to have to sacrifice those eight. Hmm. And people at the time will go, oh, you evil bastard. And I can't explain, yeah, but no, you trust me, in, in eight years' time or five years' time, by keeping this going, by letting those eight people go, I'm going to feed a thousand people. Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So, from I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand uh, your, your perspective here. If, yeah. If you're looking at like, oh, uh, all politicians uh, are blah, 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 and you can't really be politician politician without playing politics, then 
um don't you think that maybe uh either the 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 maybe the most benign thing to do is either to not get involved or which is i think is kind of a, a whatever stance or to actively be participating in uh, a, a cause that makes sense to you or like uh, some policymakers who you believe in who who you trust i feel like if you are on the side of Okay, whatever. Then you're on, you're on the side of whoever is gonna do the whoever is gonna play politics and win the and if they win the in the dirty way. Do you, do you get what I mean? Okay. I feel like if if your stance is no stance, is not a good stance. But I'm not sure if that is your stance. Okay, that's not my stance. I totally agree to be on the side of a politician. If you want to put it into a, a one person, a politician yeah. who you believe is trying to do the good thing. Yeah. However, I, I, mm-hmm. I would I would do that myself. I would so totally do that myself. However, what, what, what do, do you mean? Don't. So, uh, if I were to name people who I think really mean well, for example, mm-hmm. I will say someone like uh, Hannah Yeo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. From my experience, I get it. She really, really wants to do well. I also yeah. see. Uh, there are m- many others as well. I also see, however, how if sh- you you can do well to a certain point, but at a certain point, you need to play the game. Now, if this, the principal, the politician that you really support, you find out that they needed to do something which was against what you think is right, hmm. you got to really weigh yourself and say, now, hold on a second. Maybe that person was doing it for the bigger good. That makes sense for for right. something better. How 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 do you determine was the what if they're doing that or not though? How would you be able to see the bigger good? So you let's say you find out, let's, you know, like oh okay, so okay, I I know very well, uh, with, and, I, and when I say very well, I know how a politician will say something, and then everyone goes, what an idiot or machai or you know, what a, what a, what a. What an idiot oh, yeah, thing to you, say. Yeah, yeah. You, you yourself have made commentary on this. Yeah, and then... Yeah. But then I, I also realized, okay, because they say this, that's going to happen. Because that's going to happen, this is going to happen. Because this is going to happen, something else is going to happen, and that's the good result that needs to come out of this. So I get mm. the dominoes. Right. You know? Okay. Mm. So, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry. What Fire, were you going to say? I, I don't know what I was going to say. Fire away. <laughs> Okay. No, I was I was I, uh, I was about to say that uh um uh part part of the question is just wanting because uh, I know people are are curious about some people still have that stick in your uh, stick in like no uh, what what phrase am I looking for here some people still uh, have stick this, up their ass they no <laughs> no 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 it's like uh, they have this color on you they they think you have made a particular decision because of the color of the flag that you you waved uh during the time when they were campaigning yeah and um i want you to be able to say your piece and you have my own opinions i i feel like you know i don't really want to elaborate too much on here but safe to say uh that's really the 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 noise that encapsulates a lot of my opinions um i don't know if you know this but like Uh, you know that you you uh, the salary that you you gave me for writing obviously which was uh, a lot because I was still working because uh, at the time as well I used like uh, like four digits of that to help people uh, get home for Pulau Mengundi yeah because that was a big I was super into getting the May 9 turnover to the red and of course uh, you know I mean I mean We are here now doing the fallout of whatever happens after that. Okay. Let's not talk about, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, okay, so what's your opinion? So, suddenly you saw a year and a half or a year and three quarters of Pakatan Harap and do what they did. Mm. Were, were you one, because this is, this is what pisses me off. All those people, <laughs> Go ahead. This, all those people who were like, oh, Pakatan, waving the flags in the air. And then yeah. a year later, are going, oh, fa, Pakatan, bastard, Pakatan. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Don't call me. You don't la think people sh- you don't you don't think people should be critical of the of the of those they elected? They should, right? Critical is one thing. Critical is not. Mm. But I'm sitting back going, I could have told you that this was going to happen if you had Man. stopped and asked me a year ago. 
I could have told you, know, you this part is of me happen. part of me is I okay I acknowledge I'm very arrogant so so the arrogant side of me is going ah yeah old man of course you can say this because after that happened of course you suddenly have a lot of reasons but the other part of me is going you're you also are a lot older and you've lived through a lot more of 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 the political quagmire that has, that has been happening in Malaysia so maybe there's a non-zero chance sizable chance that you know a lot more than I do about who's going to do what when what when certain things happen it's just that i don't i think i don't see too much of a, i don't see that as hypocrisy that people are critical of whoever they voted in i just see that as making sense of course everybody's going to complain about everything whoever who it doesn't matter whoever's in power they're going to complain you know what i mean yeah. you can have you know you can have robocop be the minister of defense and people be like how come this guy tak pakai songkok you know whatever cuz people are going to be people it's just that I, i don't think this part i i don't understand your anger around this part like no the, the anger yeah the anger is at uh, you were what what were you cheering what were you so when when see the thing is hmm. between you and me and i'll say this yeah. right now I voted yeah, I voted Pakatan. I did. Okay. Yeah. So that that was yeah. my choice at the time for my area. Mm. That was my choice. Mm. Because I knew whatever happened no matter mm. who you the system is the same no matter who you put in. Right? Even if you even if a third party said what they call the third force came along right now and became yeah. the prime minister, the system, yeah. the cogs, the machine has been uh. running this way at least since the early 70s late 70s are so like so are you like a cynic for the system which makes sense for your age by the yeah. way you have diabetes you're going to die but like like i i i do understand the revolution may be like a young person's game like we have we're we're idealists and we think you know we think we can break the system open and change stuff but are you like are you so like do you not see like there's a Like, yeah are you thin are you a cynic about this that you don't think that there's there's any chance that the machine is going to change i know for a fact that the machine will not change oh man what, oh, this, what yeah. so mm. but i'm not a cynic about doing good about having everyone you know um mm. be able to have a meal on the the the, the table having everyone yeah. to in you know have a good life because i truly believe the resources of this country are amazing oh yeah, yeah. you know i i truly believe that um mm. however just as much as the let's 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 put it play but good cop bad cop just as much as the black hats yeah. are using the machine to you know for their own evil goods the white hats uh yeah. although trying to use a machine they're trying to they you're trying to use a machine which is not designed to be truly white hat so what you got to do is you got to go okay how do i mm. how do i work together with the black hats such that at the end of the day everyone everyone gets a piece of the pie if you know what i mean without being communist I, about it uh yeah i do agree with you that, that the machine is not built to generate white hats it yeah. does not incentivize uh uh people who put people first yeah. um so that's uh, i mean i'm sad about it but i do i do i do feel like people like if we believe in people then we should be good to each other yeah i'm i'm glad that you i mean you kind of know i think where i where where i stand politically on this and while we don't fully agree about what what the machine Uh, what can what can or can't happen to the machine i'm glad that we can still hang and talk and and share memes on whatsapp and that's a, um, that's what's missing actually like what is the fact that yeah you you can have different points of view and still be able to follow each other on facebook right, right now <laughs> right now yeah, it's yeah. impossible It's impossible. Do you think so? You do think it's possible? You don't follow people who 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 are like racist and sexist and stuff on Facebook. Yeah. But you couldn't have, you know, the amicable friendly conversation they were having. It'll be like, "Hey, what do apa? Is he like go gila?" You know, like, "Mak kau this, mak kau that." You know. Right. Yeah. So, that that's the only sad part. But at the end of the day, for me it's yeah. So I 
I, since I know the machine is there, I'll work mm. with the machine such that I can then turn around and contribute or, or, or support or help something else, which I do believe in. Yeah. If you know, if you know what I mean. Speaking of like working with the machine, right? Do you have uh, this? Uh, I'm going to wrap up uh, soon. Do you have this? Um, the, um, like, like I, we, we've had long discussions about this, and I know I, I, uh, outside of the podcast, and I know um, like your stance is okay. Whoever wants to work with me, I'll work with you, and then I'll, I'll change what I can if I can. Um, uh, to that, to that end, and with that in mind. Um, do you see like uh, what, okay how do you see the arts playing a role in uh, not playing a role how do you see the state of Malaysia treating the arts a little bit better you as a practitioner of the arts how do you think maybe you can work with the machine to like help the practitioners of the arts help the industry or like where do you see the arts going and what do you think about how Malaysia has handled arts as far as you've been in the game well arts Absolutely, without being cliche about it, is incredibly important. However, uh, in Malaysia, in the current education system, uh, from standard one to at least form five, art is painting a bowl of fruits, um, you know, on a table. That is art. Yeah. And then right. uh, anyone who has an Instagram account with more than thousand followers is an artist. And the, you know, okay. so yeah. so the the line is completely blurred. But um, arts cannot um, thrive or rather cannot grow, cannot, cannot really grab the nation and show the nation how important it is until it has huge funding and support from whatever government that is leading. So if you look at any country mm. that is, you know, big on the arts, there is yeah. incredible support from, from, and when I say the government, because it just needs a lot of money, a lot of planning, a lot of thinking, and it's got to be built into the machine. So, yeah. uh, you know, art stream is Buddha Buddha Wodo, and science stream is Buddha Buddha Pandai. So, man, I hate that. I know you have a bit about that, but like, yeah. it's very odd. Like, that is the perception. But here's the thing: I'm not saying it's right, but that's the perception. Mm. But yeah, it is incredibly important. And uh, yes, we have had conversations about this. And my small yeah. part of that is. It was my goal uh, when I was working with the machine prior to 2018 was to eventually, yeah. from my my little corner of the world, make stand-up comedy not only important to Malaysia, but seen as important to Malaysia and make Malaysia or rather Kuala Lumpur and Malaysia the center of stand-up comedy in Asia. And that was why right. I was working with the machine to get it to that point before the machine uh, changed cogs. Uh, no, no, didn't change cogs. Change uh, whoever was running the machine in you know 2018. Yeah. So I start again, start working with the new machine runners or the machine headers. And yeah, of course, everybody goes, oh, la la, but yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, um, mm. doesn't really affect me because I'm 50 and uh, I don't need to prove myself to you uh, mm. as long as if I get this done within the next five to eight to 12 years, hmm. you're suddenly going to go, you know, just as well. Oh, wow. Well done. Yeah. Look at that. We're at the center of stand-up comedy in Asia. Malaysia rocks. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. I, I, I understand the sentiment of wanting uh, your, your, your sentiment of, yeah, let's make, uh, let's make Malaysia a stand-up hub. Um, uh, but I feel like a lot of it should, uh, how I, I feel like maybe you can start by uh, writing better jokes. Is that a thing you can maybe like? Well, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I'm, the, the, I, I'm, I've, I'm trapped in this thing of, oh, you're the funniest person in the world. No, I'm not. Really? <laughs> Paul Agatha yeah, man. Is, is the funniest person in the world. Paul Agatha? Okay, yeah. shout out to Paul Agatha. Yeah, so to me, okay, yeah, yeah. Paul Agatha is the man, the funniest stand-up comedian. Jonathan Atterton is, in my mm. opinion... Paul Agatha, Jonathan Atherton, top five in the world that I've seen. Yeah. Are they ruling the world of stand-up comedy? No, because it's got yeah. nothing to do with how good you are and how great you are and how fantastic your jokes are. It's to it's do your with fan base. It's how you play the machine. Now, right. not, nothing wrong with them. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with them. They're, so I'm, I am not the funniest person in the world. I won a competition. Mm. 
that, that was about it. That's the thing about like stand-ups, though. Like uh, when I say you're not a, a pure stand-up, I understand why 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 some people can hear it like as not a compliment. But a pure stand-up is somebody like John or Paul, who who are doing their stuff and and their goal is to keep performing and keep traveling. Yeah. Um, but to build a thing and to grow something is a different muscle completely. And if if you're a pure stand-up, I don't think you can you can sustain that. I don't think I may be wrong, but but I I don't I'm not I'm not sure I don't know I don't think so, um and the the thing about uh, uh championing stand up though is I feel like there's more that that Malaysia can do instead of just stand up as it is stand up is also very difficult to sort of communicate even uh, especially right now because it's not available as we talked at the start of the podcast but um uh yeah I hope we get out of this. Uh, sooner than later and then we can get back to doing stand-up and people can go back to the established comedy clubs like the crack house and go back to the go to the joke factory and go to uh, all of the live stuff all the live open mics that you can uh support live comedy and also i mean this is i feel like people don't talk about this enough maybe they do but i just it's just my feeling they don't talk about this enough you're you're you also have this the this other filmography like you do your sketch shows aha jangan ketawa and all your made for tv movies that were subversive and funny and and i think people i feel like a lot of people may forget that you do all this other theater stuff as well outside of your stand up so like like you know as in people like to go oh i saw i told you so on netflix that, that was whatever and And as a guy who worked on I told you so, I agree. It was kind of whatever. But you have a whole library of other works that was that was really really good and 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 uh yeah, I'm glad to be able to call you up for this podcast and I'm 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 thankful that you're here and you're frank with me and we can agree and we can disagree on a lot of things uh, amicably. And yeah, man, I hope everybody's staying safe where you are. Yeah, and thank you for having me, Muzakir. And seriously, um um I I'm blown away by your podcast and it's not going to have the million audience Oh never some, never but <laughs> it will have a you know it's going to have a strong strong following and I, I I'll, I'll be honest with you I told I told my wife I said this oh, no. you, you need to listen, listen to this one you need to listen to yeah. this one uh knowing <laughs> okay. full well she won't so that's why I could tell her <laughs> Yeah Thanks for that, man. Yeah. My audience has grown by half. <laughs> um, <laughs> any closing thoughts you want to you want to give to the those listening? Yeah. So, once again, um, really, when we do get back on our feet again, we're out there in, in in the world, and people are sitting in front of us watching us. You know, go go and watch stand up comedy, because there are some great people. There are some some great other some great comedians, some great people. And it's it's yeah. a, always a fun night. You know, you know how it is when you have a great show, both for the audience and the comedian. There's almost n- yeah. almost no better feeling walking walking off stage and walking out of the room. But yeah, that was that was a good night out. That was so worth it. All right, and that's it. That is yeah. this episode of the Mental Pacha Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for making time. Thank uh, thank you for the listeners as well. You can follow Haridis Kanda on the socials at MZKRX. Uh, <laughs> and and, and you, you can check out uh, what he's up to at Haridis Kanda on all his socials and Haridis Kanda Comedian on Facebook. Um, and also, just a quick plug to the Hope branch, the H-O-P-E branch dot M-Y, right? Yes, uh, just a little initiative and, you know, Helping out mm, yeah. to the people who need it most, who are who are struggling. Yeah, in in the time of the crisis, everybody needs everything, and then if you can donate, uh, every little bit helps. And uh, thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Uh, uh, be with each other. What, what do I say at the end of? Oh yes, love each other. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>